we're gabbing, uh, uh, we're gabbing, we're gabbing, uh, uh, we're gabbing, we're gabbing, uh, uh, we're gabbing. Hey, everybody, welcome to Gabbing. Gabbing. With Gracie. And Heather. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm just sewing away with wine. Not sure if that's a good combination now that I think about it. We'll see how your fingers do. Hopefully, it'll be fine. What kind of wine are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I am drinking it's Bordeaux, but this is oh. white wine. This is it's white though. Oh, really? I I okay. So we, Bobby, decided to order from Fresh Direct, and they have wine. And I saw Semillon or Semillon. I do not know how it's pronounced. I don't know if this is the one that I asked for. Because it says Bordeaux. Well, it's Chateau that... Le Mans de Housse. Bordeaux is the region. 2021. Interesting. It still doesn't say. It just says white table wine. So I didn't get what I ordered, but I like it. So there we go. Hey, that works. As long as you like it. Yeah, that's right. I'm drinking, it's called Sebastiani. Hold on, I got to take my glasses off to read this. <laughs> it's a Sonoma tradition, Sebastiani, since 1904, and it's a 2008 Cabernet Sauvignon North Coast. Look at you, you went to 2008, fancy. Or sorry, not 2018, I, or eight, I lied, it's a 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> I have only had one sip so far. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can tell that it has a very strong effect on you. But yeah, it's good. I would recommend it. Never had it before. Two thumbs up. Yay! Always good when you have good yeah. wine. Mm-hmm. So this week, we are discussing a movie. We're going to talk about the Netflix movie that came out recently called We Have a Ghost. That's right. And this movie is about for people who have not seen it yet. Finding a ghost named Ernest haunting their new home turns Kevin's family into overnight social media sensations. But when Kevin and Ernest investigate the mystery of Ernest's past, they become a target of the CIA. So it's got a little bit of everything. It's like... It does. It's like got that spooky Halloween vibe. It's got coming of age. It's got like government conspiracies. Comedy. Comedy. Romance. Yeah, there's a little bit of romance. There's some family drama. It's got like a afterlife, all that stuff. Yes, yes. It's it's all around a good, good movie. I have a hot take. Let me see if you think of this. I have such Wonder Year vibes from this movie. <laughs> Wait, which Wonder Years though? Because I have not seen the new one. I've only, I actually have seen the new one. I would say both because, well, I don't know if it's just because it's like a younger brother of a family named Kevin, but um. I think it's more than that. I think it's more than that. I think it's the music <laughs> in it. It's very nostalgic. Yeah. So, like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, it's very, like, Wonder Years. And he is very nostalgic, too, the way he dresses, Mm -hmm. the way he carries himself. He's really into, um, uh, what's that Chicago guitarist name? Jimi Hendrix. No. Okay. 
<laughs> they do mention Jimmy <laughs> they, Hendrix. They mentioned that's why I said it. Carrie Cap. I think okay. that's how you say his name, Cap. I no idea who the man is. I'm not a musician like that or into music like that, I should say. The father gives him shade being like, mm-hmm. how... And that's when he mentions Jimi Hendrix because he's exactly. like, how can you like some guy that accidentally shot himself in the face when uh, there's Jimi Hendrix in the world? <laughs> Which is true. He accidentally killed himself. I did not know that. Yeah. So he was apparently, he was, he was really young too. I think he was only in his 20s or early 30s. All of these, all of the best artists pass away young. Yeah. And he was. I think the story, if I'm remembering correctly, is he was basically playing like Russian roulette with this like gun and pre- or pretending he was. And this this guy was like, you need to stop playing around with that. And he's like, no, I'm just joking around. It's look, there's no bullet, but there was a bullet in the chamber and he put it up to his face and shot himself and he was killed instantly. Not something to play yeah. around with at all. Yeah. Guns are not something to play around yeah. with people. You just never ever know. Yeah, exactly. So it but it was interesting that like he that like ties in with his nostalgia and like how like the it's kind of like the theme of music is like the old time Chicago. Which goes with the ghost himself because the ghost mm-hmm. is from that era. Uh, the ghost is someone who we would not think as a ghost. He's kind of Casper the Friendly Ghost. He's a very nice guy. In a bowling shirt. That's In also very shirt. like classic that time period. It is. And it's the person who plays yeah. Ernest is the one and only Jim Hopper. Hopper. Well, that's the name on the show, right? What's yeah, the, the name of the actor is David Harbour. That's it. David Harbour, a.k.a. everybody's favorite dad on Stranger Things, Joe Hopper. Yeah. I just saw a thing saying that they're going to start filming season five of Stranger Things in like May. Okay, great. I think it's time. I think it's time. I'm glad they're yeah. wrapping things up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, it gave me very, like, wonder years I think you're right it's very nostalgic and like the way that he dresses the music even the house the, the house gives yes. me like that old time like Elvira mistress of the night and it would life. I mean it would have to right because he's been haunting this home for so many years everyone runs away and mind you it, it, I'm, pro- I'm I'm gonna take it there I'm gonna be the weirdo here that I felt like we have all of these preconceived ideas, these stereotypes about ghosts, and he's the complete opposite of what a ghost should be. Yeah. So That's much true. so that Kevin, like, has to show him how to be that type of ghost. Yeah, because he does. I'm actually, we we both kind of have the, the movie on in the background and we're watching it. And the part I'm at is right when he's, like, actually about to do his thing to Jennifer Coolidge. Um, but what yeah, a surprise. Like, <laughs> what a pleasant surprise to see her in this movie. It was. She's not in it very much, but she does her Jennifer Coolidge thing. So we're like, yeah. <laughs> and you really get to see her eyes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was very, um, like, uh, it was, it was interesting at the beginning when Kevin first meets Ernest the Ghost. 
and how he starts laughing and then yeah. like, the the next time he sees him he's like I'm like that's not gonna work for me bro like that may work <laughs> for other people but my life is a thousand times scarier and I was like yeah that's like that that made me like feel like that was him representing his generation like this generation has like so much shit going on in their lives that like a ghost isn't going to scare them. But no, back in the no. day, like when we were growing up, that was scary as fuck. Yes. Yes. And for us, it would still be because like you said, yeah, we're a different generation. We take things a little bit differently. Kevin and also Kevin's family dynamic isn't exactly how it should be. Unfortunately, his yeah. dad is a little bit I feel like his dad is, what's the word? I want to say he's a dreamer, but I'm not he sure if that's well. the right word. He does. I he know what you mean. He wants better. He wants better, and he's always looking for opportunities. So He's always just, looking for that next thing. Yes, like the next big break, mm. kind of, and it just always falls through. And so Kevin doesn't feel like he could trust his dad, and that's very yeah. sad. But I feel like that's also very representational of like growing up and like, because they talk about like how him and his dad were really close and he exactly like, sounded like they were kind of best friends. And you get to a certain age that you start to realize that your parents are like flawed individuals, that they're mm-hmm. not like the, the heroes and the perfect beings that you just assume they are when you're a child. So he has to come to terms with that in this movie. And so does the father. Yeah. Yeah, he has to realize that his son is starting to see him differently and that he needs to be a better parent and kind of like realize what the priorities are. Like he has to almost lose his child to realize that he needs to be there for him. Yes, and he has his own interests as well. He's not the same as, they they used to be best friends they're not anymore and he is his own individual he has his own interest and it's not the same as his dad's and I think that you know kind of hurts the dad like the dad wants to I you're a little bit further along than I am but when they just move in the dad puts on some R&B music and that's not his thing you know he likes his uh classic rock yeah that's a great example it, it, it makes me sad because, you know, you do want to have a bond, but you can't force it instead of just being like, let me put on some R&B music, actually talk to him about it, about what he likes and learn from it. And I'm sure he's going to find some classic rock music that he's going to enjoy himself. And then his son probably does like R&B, but he's a teenager and he probably just wants to be like, nope, I'm not going to like what you like. Are you crazy? He wants to be his own person. Yeah. And then there's the brother who is, who is like, I guess, I don't want to say he's like his father, but I guess he kind of is. Yeah. He's more, he more in, in lines with his father's way of thinking, because I was, I was going to say like how they react with the whole ghost thing is another example of how they're so different and they can't really see each other's perspectives. And the father kind of, and the older brother align together and then Kevin's like by himself yeah except with his friend exactly. who I love joy and I love that she said that she would like to die and haunt Ted Cruz I think that that was fantastic also <laughs> I, I think like, so yes. too <laughs> 
they do make a few social commentaries, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember the other one off yeah. the top of my head. But um and they talk about race. Like she, you know, how she's introduced in the in the movie is in a bathroom stall where she's like her phone number is in the bathroom on the bathroom stall door mm-hmm. and you know they have people calling her up asking for rice because she's asian like yeah so they do talk about that in kind of a funny way they do but her being like i'm not gonna put up with this like why should i deal with their like the way that they're acting in society when they're the ones that are in the wrong exactly and I like how she talks about her family dynamic also it's a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. from the parents on the children to and I think I think they themselves bring this up Mm -hmm. someone brings it up where the parents kind of want the children to have what they didn't have and be who they couldn't be yeah, they kind of want to fix their own lives by living vicariously through their children. Exactly. God, I hope I don't do that. I'll be that friend that will Please. be like, yes. Gracie, knock your shit off. Not, knock it off. Okay. Ooh, like, and- come here, Fitzy. Auntie Heather will get you away from crazy lady. He's going to be like, you're going to take me to the country camping? No way. <laughs> is he like you with that kind of stuff I have no idea but time will tell if I whisked him away to go camping would you go with us or would you be like you little sneak I found a loophole oh my goodness well you'll have to find some time to talk to him about it but he's too young to understand so don't try to trick him what would be scarier, me taking him camping where you don't know what's going on or are you going with? I think me going with. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you with him. Like, oh my okay, gosh. wait, so back to the movie. We're like, focus. We're, we're Anthony Mackie, a great actor. Yeah, a he's actor. a great actor. Yeah. He um is being interviewed by Jennifer Coolidge, but I think my favorite my favorite scene between the both of them is at the beginning where she's like, "Oh, you're a cutie. <laughs> Where's your wifey?" I was like, "Excuse me." She's so Jennifer. And she Coolidge. is so Jennifer, and the hair and everything is just like freaking fantastic, yeah. fantastic. And okay, now you educate me here because I always seem to miss this part where Kevin gets. Ernest to act like the ghost that we see on TV is that just to irk his father he he did that I think so it's very that was that was very Beetlejuice which actually is funny because earlier in the movie Mm -hmm, the father mm -hmm. goes Beetlejuice 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 but the record for the record are you about to say you've never seen Beetlejuice I have seen Beetlejuice I do not like Beetlejuice Okay, that's fine. But you know what I mean, where they like rip their faces mm-hmm, off and mm-hmm, they try mm-hmm. to scare the humans. So that was very like a flashback, uh, like a throwback to Beetlejuice, I feel like. It's just throwback upon throwback upon yeah. throwback. Because even I meant to say this earlier when you were talking about the bathroom stall and her phone number on it. I feel like that's very like 80s. It is. TV. Like is. writing someone's phone number on the bathroom stall. Like, who does that? I don't think anyone does that anymore because mm-hmm. they have social media to do all their nasty things, you know? Yeah, that's all their true. Bullying. 
So yeah. Oh my Social goodness. media is why kids have it so much scarier than we did. They do. And they are so they're exposed to too much. They're overly exposed. Yeah. Like we Lila just agreed. All right, girl. We were in our 20s or late teens when the internet started popping. And that's yeah. how we found out all of our information. And it's like, oh, wow, this and this and that and that. And now we're just, we're, we're too connected. And who would have thought that that would be a bad thing? Yeah, that's you know? very true. I mean, there's very good things about it, but there's, there's a lot of bad, bad things. things. About it. So <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I'm listening to Michelle Obama's latest audiobook in my car. And she actually talks about this, like how, like the the pros and cons of like social media and like having a smartphone and how we have access to everything, mm -hmm. but that it can really create a lot of issues with like our fears and our anxieties and stuff like that. You didn't know I was going to talk about Michelle Obama. No, you did it. I will welcome any conversation about yeah. Michelle Obama. <laughs> um, it, it 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 I mean, just like with everything in life, there's good good and bad. It's mm -hmm. just learning how to balance. Exactly. And it's hard it's hard for teenagers to 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 know that how to balance those things. They're hormonal. Well, and we didn't grow up with it, so it's hard no. for parents to be able to know that balance. Exactly. Like they'll probably the younger generation will probably have a a better grasp at it with their children yeah like the expectation to be accessible all the time is like rough like because you like it's it was hard enough to begin with to create like a work-life balance and like balance mm -hmm. with like your family and your friends and things like that and then to like throw in oh now we need you to be accessible to everyone at all times like that's just too much exactly that's why we all got to go home and stare at a wall sometimes exactly like I have my work email on my phone Do I, I actually that? I actually took my work email off my phone and it was the best decision I ever made hmm. but like I had a meeting earlier that was not work related it was for a board that I'm on and during the meeting somebody was like well did you respond to that email that I asked you to respond to and I was like, no, because you sent it to me while I was at work and I just got home in time to make this meeting. So I did not respond to the email. I am not dropping everything <laughs> to respond exactly. to an email. It is not work related too. Yeah. Like work is work. Right. I actually, I when I'm at work, I don't look at my phone that much and mm -hmm. I sh should be focused on it because of the fact that the school could be calling me. And I need to be aware of something's going on with Fitzy. Yeah. But I really like, there are days that I'm just like, no, I'm not going to have my phone next to me. I'm focused on work. I'm getting paid to focus on my job. Yeah. I'm going to focus on my job. When I have nothing going on, then we can talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's one good thing about my job, because since I work with private health information, we're not really supposed to have our phones. Like, we can have them on us, but, like, we're not supposed to be, like, looking on our phones and stuff like that because they take the security of the health information very seriously. And so that helps me balance. So, like, I might check my email when I'm on my lunch break, but, like, other than that, I'm not 
going to be on my phone. As you shouldn't be. Yeah. So now they're at the part of the movie where they're in the car. And can you think of another like movie or TV show where the ghost can travel like that, like in a car, other than the TV show Ghost, which you still haven't watched? I I I saw one episode. So you don't this know who week. I'm referring to. Of, no, I'm talking about the the TV show Ghost. No, but you don't know the character I'm referring to because there's a car ghost, <laughs> but they're not introduced until season two. Oh, okay. I need to get up on it. I I, I think my my hesitancy is because. I have commercials with my Paramount Plus and I can't mm. figure out how to update it because it's through T-Mobile. And that's what's probably, I think that is stupid of me. What, that you don't want to watch it with the commercials? Yes. I am well, a child it, of the 80s and the 90s, okay? I know, but like, I have to be like in the mood to watch Hulu because I have Hulu with commercials. So I get what you're saying. Oh. I wish it was on Hulu. We actually have Hulu without the commercials. Oh. Right. Well, I'm at the part where they're not in the car. They're like running around going into the bar or trying to get to the bar. That was hilarious because then they're like, can you disappear? And it's like, why did he do that from the beginning? Exactly. Because he does, has never been in a situation where he has to run for his dead life. You know, people actually want him. Like everyone wants a piece of Ernest. I mean, to the point that they want to have his, his, they're dreaming about having sex with him and having his kids. Like, yeah. hilarious. He's a you know, he's just somewhat, you know, balding. And that's about it. I love it when he like slides across the car. Yeah. And then he gives the cop the finger. Hilarious. I'm almost at that part. There, He's about to get Kevin out of the grocery store. This is such a great cast, too. Yeah. I think everyone, I mean, I don't know if this is based on anything, but they they do such a great job with their roles. I absolutely love it. Oh, I'm at the part where the cop is about to put the gun to Kevin, and that, like, stressed me out so bad. I don't blame you. No cop should be putting any yeah. gun towards anyone's face. It makes me so anxious. Even though I know, like, I've seen it before. I, like, obviously, he wasn't going to shoot him. He's the main character. But it just makes me so anxious, like, that he would just automatically turn and point a, a loaded gun at a child. Haha, <laughs> Joy just kicked him in the nuts. And I'm like, I thought I was way further than I than I actually am, but that's okay. They are going to the bar, just the two of them, somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm way farther. Oh, yeah. he's he's sliding across the car. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I do like that. The other um, the other cop comes out and is like, "What are you doing?" Like, <laughs> he's like the like. Like really, you're you're pointing Ghana to unarmed teenagers. Two kids. Also, how does the older brother have that fancy car when the family is in financial trouble like they are? Well, this is okay. This is, and and the dad when all of this happened had like a Gucci shirt on, so I'm pretty sure he's spending all of their money on like fancy things. 
Okay, like it's all about looks. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. And that's why he wants to like hit it big so that he can maintain that lifestyle for everyone. The mom, I have to say, she's like so like out of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She she did bring up that they went to therapy, right? As a family. Yeah. And I and this is what bothered me is the only thing that bothered me like her role in this movie seemed kind of non-existent she wasn't if I were her I would be like more in everyone's face about things like she even at one point was like leave me out of this I don't want to be involved in this and it's like well you're the mom you're involved whether you want to be or not exactly and it's your home yeah and then she ends up having to kind of get involved and like be more authoritative like when she when she sneaks her phone so that she can talk to him and stuff and which was actually like (laughs) when I saw it today I noticed that the people in the background like were looking at her as she was doing it and they didn't even like blink like come on y'all didn't notice that (laughs) but you know suspension of disbelief suspension of disbelief what is the name of this oh Tig Notaro is in this too and I was like I mean these are like high profile people who are in this Mm -hmm. movie right so I was kind of shocked I was like this seems like a you know it's a goofy movie exactly but every actor deserves a goofy movie in their life right well um the thing is it it's on the surface it's goofy but it's got some quality themes that are brought up a lot of quality how people are mistreated like they take the poor ghost and they're like there's they're like zapping him and like like, what are you gonna do with him really he's a ghost he's dead what are they afraid of granted he did go on a binge and really you know did all the tv ghost stuff that would scare the crap out of people i just realized that sheriff probably is dead who the one the older oh never mind he get what Okay, I guess we really have to <laughs> pay attention of, of, of disbelief because he slams his cruiser right into a semi and the whole top of the, his cruiser is crushed and he and gets out fine. and runs after them. Well, you know, like a fool, a like he's going to run after a car. Uh, I didn't notice that before. Uh, the mom's finally about to stand up. She's going to sneak. And I'm like very disturbed that the brother is like showing off his his muscles. I'm like, no, you're uh, Randall. Yeah. You're Randall. I can't be seeing this, Randall. <laughs> you're too I young. Can't. You're too young. It Jeez goes back Louise. about your concerns with the Bridgerton kids. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you're young. Just keep the clothes on. Keep the clothes on. So the father's wearing a Gucci shirt. I'm so like 80s grew up on Kmart clothes that I don't even recognize a Gucci shirt if I see one. I, I recognized it and I uh, I was just like is that where the money is going toward? Like, yeah. It makes sense. You know, it's all about the flash. It's all about the flash. But what I don't understand is like again I don't see how the mom is like so into stuff like that. Like she seems kind of like the opposite mm-hmm. of the father like I think if people just saw her out of the context of the family dynamic they would be like oh she's so like 
well-rounded and a grounded individual and stuff like that. But she's got, she's like an ostrich. She's got her head in the sand. She, she does. Just is, she just wants to try to keep the family together and not like cause any issues and not be involved in things. Oh, and you know, I was going to say, like, it's kind of like her son, right? Like, she probably doesn't trust her husband as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Just do your own thing. And like you said, have my, have her head stuck in the sand and just not trying to cause, not trying to rock the boat whatsoever. Yeah, like, kind of like, if I don't know about it, it's okay. But they were able to buy a house. But they were able to get <laughs> that, what did Joy call it? the death house and it was in rough shape it was that house should really be falling apart yeah like it was like you could tell it was probably like a flashy place back in the day but it was in rough shape like I don't even know how they like supposedly had the money to fix it exactly the last people to buy it first first off because I don't care how bad shape it is they have to earn some type of money off of it who still own that house the previous homeowners why am I asking myself that question the previous homeowners it seemed like it was a while back or was it just me like 20 years had gone by no it seemed like that but it actually said one year seriously yeah but like Mm. you saw nobody had touched it in that one year but it looked like it was such in distress like yeah there years are so upon many years cobwebs. And you know what? Like, it's, I bet that that family that was in there the previous year hadn't been in there very long because a lot of that stuff looked really dated. Like, they didn't have a chance to try to update it and stuff. Like, one of the rooms even had that, like, textured wallpaper, which is, like, you, so. You know what? You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. So he probably scares them every time somebody moves in. And they don't really have the chance to try to fix it up. Why would he do that, though? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, why is he he just so miserable that he wants to be alone? Or I don't think he's, maybe he just doesn't get it. Because he didn't look like he was miserable. Well, I guess, no, you're right. Maybe. I'm trying, you know, not trying to remember. I do remember when he first introduces himself to Kevin. It looks like he's trying to scare him. Yeah. So I don't think he is confused. So why would he try to scare? Like, you don't remember anything. Why are you trying to scare them off? But he probably remembers that he had some kind of trauma and he's wallowing or something like that. And he does have trauma. He does. His story is sad. His story is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, his story is really messed up, and it really speaks to trauma and how it can impact you, and like needing closure and the the grief process. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, I bawled my eyes out the last mm-hmm. ten minutes of that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very unexpected. Yeah, very unexpected. And on top of that, you know, the ending with Kevin and his dad too. Like, yeah, they finally come to a reconciliation of sorts, and I'm just. That's all I need in life. Just, you know, family to to come together. Yeah. But you got to be freaking kidding me. Like he, the er, fake Ernest, because his name is not even Ernest, Paul, I think. He got hit over the head because the sister-in-law wanted the kid because she couldn't have any kids. That's so messed up. Just help raise her. That's it. And it's, it's, it's interesting because like he even, the, the fake dad, the actual Ernest, 
he even says, like, I think on some level she knew because she won't talk to us anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And you, yeah. your relationship is, like, horrible because of that. Was it really worth it? Damn. Just took her away. Like, nothing. Yeah, like, she already <laughs> lost her mother. And then you're going to take her father away. But the mother died. But didn't the mother die during childbirth? Or is it just me? I think she did, but I'm sure that he talked about her a lot. All the time, yeah, yeah. People are fucking crazy. Yeah, but you hear about crazy shit like that all the well, time. That, people well, stealing people's babies and stuff. They definitely touched upon stuff that's uh, happened. That's yeah. for sure. That like you can't like my thing is like you can't. You have to have the kid in your house. You have to. You have to kill somebody in order to have that kid in your house. You can't just be like, have her come over on the weekends. They, they live like so close to each other. Just yeah. have her come stay for the week. Just talk or, it out. Or even like, why don't you both come and live in this big house and we can help you. Or how about adopt? Yeah. Adopt. There's so many children out there who don't have families. Adopt. <laughs> Didn't you know, somebody... if, if the sister was alive, would she have killed the sister too? Come on now. She's crazy. That woman was crazy. She, yeah, she she was crazy enough. She might have. I think somebody famous just announced they were adopting today. And I was hmm. like, that's cool. Very good. I'm blanking on who it is. But My, whoever uh... you are, famous person, good for you. I will say adoption is expensive, but there are things to help you. Does it have so to adopt. be expensive? That's my question. It probably doesn't have to be, but it is. They like, made I don't, a business out of it. Like trying to control our reproductive organs <laughs> needs mm-hmm. to focus on making adoption more accessible <laughs> rather than it would be it would be nice. Our there are a lot of people who want to have kids and maybe because it's too f- expensive, they can't afford to have kids. Yeah. Or really like they really can afford to have kids, but they can't afford to pay the adoption fees or go through like the expensive medical procedures to try right, to right. And my job is pretty good. Like my job will help um, anyone with the adoption process. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's job is like that. Yeah, they are not. That's like a big that. benefit. It is a big benefit. Oh yeah, yeah. I just feel for the kids, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, there are so many kids that of all ages that are in the system that mm-hmm. just need a good family. So if you help alleviate some of that burden to adopt, that that would help a lot. Exactly. Exactly. I want to get I back to the, the yeah to the movie the the scene where the cop crashes into the semi truck or the truck, whatever, it's the passenger side that gets dented. Is it? Not the driver side, yes. It's not the whole thing? It's not the whole thing. Good eye for detail, because I was like, well, you should be dead, dead, dead. <laughs> I saw it, and I said, okay, here it comes. I'm going to look to make sure what's going on. All for you, Heather. All for you. Thank you. You got my back. Welcome. You're welcome. I just saw the scene where they just brought Kevin home and his brother's there and he's like, sorry about your car. And he's like, 
it's all good. You okay? And, like, that's no. the sweetest, like, brother scene because, like, normally they're ready to straggle each other. Of course. Now they got Ernest all in the Ghostbuster box. Rude. Oh, my gosh. What was I watching recently talking about Ghostbusters? Oh, I was watching Ghosts. And they uh, were talking about Halloween and Ghostbusters, and they were all freaked out about Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, because what's his name? Um, Pantsless Guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, this is not cool. Trevor. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Just you wait till season two. The drama. Okay, I can't wait. It is a, it is a I gotta tease show. you. It's like it's like uh Downton Abbey the movie. I gotta like tease you to watch oh my that. Gosh, Downton Abbey. Oh, uh, here's the scene where the sister in law's picking up the daughter and taking her upstairs. Well, I'm not even there yet, but I remember that so vividly because it was just so sad. Because he so looks sad. so happy as he's looking. Oh, and she turned face. I didn't catch that the time. Well, she did. And he's like, what's that face about? And that's when, boom, I'm dead. Like, 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 I don't understand. I don't understand why anyone would do that. Why? Do they, does she blame him for... Why does he put his full... Mm, because I got blood on it. Yeah, but why put it on him as... Because like, when they find it, it'll seem like as if it was his blood, which it was, factually. They never found him, did they? Did they ever find his body? No. Hmm. He's still buried in the backyard. Hmm. Oh, I didn't pay attention to his escape part. I think I was dealing with the trauma of seeing him get killed. I like how Tegnatar is like, oh, okay, you can go. <laughs> she, she she seems to she seems to become very sympathetic very quickly like right yeah. now she's talking well she's, I don't know what the heck she's doing uh, she's talking to him, he's not obviously talking to her but she just immediately just falls for him there's just something about david harbour oh my gosh the lift lady is hilarious yes yes she's like you're getting in this car bitch it ain't uber it's it's a lift damn straight i like my lifts too yeah she's like uh it's a lift bitch bye (laughs) and she sticks her tongue out (laughs) i fully support her decision making yeah, like you really want someone who's like, gonna puke in the back of the car uh, versus uh <laughs> badass Ernest. Let's do this, Ernest. Oh my gosh. Ernest who can't talk. That's the one thing he wasn't able to do. Talk. What is up with that? Girl. Yeah, I don't know. I thought about that. Sorry, I'm yawning. That's fine because I'm always cast. doing I'm always this yawning. Is good wine. I like mine too. Look at us. Here's to us. Here's to us. I think this is from Macy's. Mmm. You said their wine is good. It's hard to buy, like, like I'm the one that drinks the wine. So it's like, you, you get a bottle, it'll last for, like, you know, who knows how long. I mean, not a bottle, like, a, a box. Yeah, well. You, like, we can't have a subscription. We're just better off just, like, buying. Well, this, you don't have to get the subscription. Like, the last one I got, it was, I got 15 bottles for, like, 170-something. And it was, like, a one-time thing. Like, it was a sale that they were having. Okay, okay. Because it was, like, get a dozen, and then you could get, like, three more for a penny each. 
that's awesome yeah I should be on the lookout for that just to try it out and well, it helps to have to like I feel, I feel like you know I'm always I'm sounding like an alcoholic but every week just running out get something yo mm. we gotta we gotta we need our wine we do we're wine people like I don't I mean I don't usually get drunk I do get drunk sometimes but like you just need need a glass I after after the amoxicillin which was this past Sunday I had really my first alcoholic beverage obviously I did have mimosa the day before but it didn't have the effect that the wine did after the last amoxicillin I was like I was like tipsy I never get tipsy after like like I usually only drink once I usually drink on Thursdays when we're when we're chatting I might drink one other night. I might have a glass of wine. With I did two, two to three times a week. Um, and it's during dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For my mental health, I should probably drink more. Oh, my God. I love it. We do it just to like wind down on the weekends for yeah. whatever reason. We're really like we should be winding down during the work week, but whatever. Like I'm yesterday, so tired during the yesterday, week. yesterday, yesterday, it was such a day that I was like, I'm having a glass of wine when I get home, and I have one, and that's it. And it's not even a full glass; it's like half a glass. Last week I had a beer because I had such a bad day at work. And I was like ready to like fall asleep on the couch. I couldn't even get upstairs. I'm, I'm, so always, tired. I'm always ready to fall asleep, man. Ooh. And for some reason lately, it seems as though waking up in the morning has been a little bit harder. And I don't know why. Like ever since I've been sick or Well, your body is still recovering. Is that serious? Yeah, to whack. Is that serious? Hmm. Do we have anything else to say about the movie now that we veered off topic once again? Well, I will say I'm at the part where they're fighting the killer. And it is kind of nice where, like, the older brother grabs the Kevin and is like, no, go, like, you need to go get mom and you need to get out of here. Like, they're like, no, we're going to protect you guys. Yes. Like, he's the older brother. Yeah. I want to know why this old man thinks he's going to come up in there and take care of four grown adults just because he killed his brother-in-law. It, well, to our knowledge, just his brother-in-law ages ago. Come on now. Piece of shit. He is. Do you think he was bad. doing this knowing that he would get killed? Like maybe he, because. Come up and. I'm trying to remember. Is the wife dead, or does she have Alzheimer's or like some kind of dementia? I think she. She died, has. She? Or no, she's still alive. She's in the wheelchair. She remember anything? She's in the wheelchair, and I don't think she dies. You know, yeah. after that. So. I think you're right. I think she's just like she's really not there anymore. So like he's doing this. I don't know if he's doing this because he's desperate because he's trying to make sure that he doesn't go to jail so that he can take care of her or if he's doing this knowing that he's going to end up dying. Or maybe he just doesn't want to go to jail period because he's like 70 years old and doesn't make any sense to go to jail when you're 70 years old. If you're going to do the crime, do it when you're young. I'm going to fast forward this scene. Like I can't take like the sad scene of them by the lake 
with his daughter. Ugh, yeah. It's, it's freaking sad. Oh. So I guess, let me see if I had anything on my note. Oh, and then he disappears. Oh. I think I said everything that I kind of had. Wait, how did you get past me? You fast forwarded that I fast forward, girl. Because he's, he's about to, Ernest is about to kill the guy. Oh, I fast forward all that. I've turned into my mother. There's no need. My mom, if it's if it's too much talking, she'll fast forward. <laughs> you're so happy when you're saying that too. Like you're so proud. <laughs> She's hilarious. She's like, this is too much talking. I can't be watching that. And even if, like with books, if she deems that it's just, I guess, also too much talking, she skips pages. Like, <laughs> how do you like read the book? How do you know what's going on? You need the exposition. Is that the right word? I don't even know. The context? I don't know. The context? Should we do final thoughts? Yes, let's do final thoughts. So what were your final thoughts? Like, I think we both thought it was really... It really was cute. And I, you know, I know that I've said that. And then I went into like, well, the mom this and the mom that. But like, overall... It was a good movie. And I can see why it's trending on Netflix. Sometimes you just need something that's lighthearted and sweet. Yeah, that's true. And just as strange, you said, it had everything. It had everything. It does. It's strange that they kind of are making a ghost movie. And uh, when did, I guess, did it come out at the end of February? I think it came out at the end of February. Um, I think so. I think you're March. right. Yeah. Like the only- 24th or something. Mm-hmm. So the I think timing was a little weird. Out, it, yeah, it did. It would have been nice for it to have come out in Halloween, but I guess it kind of doesn't take itself that seriously. So why should it come out? Yeah. In, you know, it's not specifically Halloweenish, but I guess we just think of ghosts. Exactly. Yes. Why do ghosts? Have oh my to be gosh! During Halloween, I love rewatching things, and you notice things. So like, they're getting out of the car. To, inch, to like reunite the daughter with Ernest and the vanity plate in the front of the car says booyah I did not know that <laughs> I did not see that like that's such a serious scene and it starts with booyah it is and, that, and, that's, and that's what's so good about it like I said it just doesn't take itself so freaking seriously I was too busy crying the first time to notice that. Exactly. But yeah, so good movie. Doesn't take itself seriously, but also talks about really important topics. It tugs at the heart. Yeah. It's relatable in a way that a ghost movie shouldn't necessarily relatable. You would never, exactly. You wouldn't think of that. But here you are. It is. Yeah. Right. So two thumbs up. Everybody go watch We've Got a Ghost on Netflix. We've got a ghost. We've we didn't talk about how it like touches on like people going viral and how it can really jack up their life. Exactly. Like one video and their home. life got turned upside down. They were like stuck at home, it seemed like. Yeah, they they were surrounded. You gotta think twice when you wanna go. Yeah. Famous. Like that. But that's yeah. what the dad wanted. The dad. Yeah. But he, he did not on it. ask the rest of the family what they wanted. He was so, thinking. Yeah. 
I, how much of it was him wanting things for himself versus for supposedly the family who knows but at the end it like he figured it out yeah he finally figured it out yeah so yeah everybody go watch it good movie anything else no all right thanks for listening to gavin gavin we're gavin we're gavin we're gavin we're gavin we're gavin we're gavin